0: Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Welcome back to another Modernizer Die Podcast. It is episode 183. Uh, we're up to 183, can't believe it. Time that's just me. flies, doesn't it? And of course, mm-hmm. I'm late to update my little date thing again, so I'll fix that. It is yeah, February. Okay. Well, he's doing that. I'm will all I'll, I'll, entertained. What is that famous joke? Time flies
1: like an arrow. All right, what is it? No idea. Fruit flies like a banana. The project <laughs> marks. Sorry. Anyway.
0: Yep. Today funny. is
1: February 7th, 2023. It is episode 183 it is Gavin said, He is correcting the date. My name is Dan and I'm here with the senior developer, our, our one of the, the senior developers at Orta Solutions, Gavin Pickin.
0: Thanks for having me <laughs> as I try to well, fix my We just kind of
1: changed roles there for about 10 seconds and now I'm going to give it back. Enjoy.
0: Yep. So. Enough with this monkey business. So uh, okay. thanks, everybody, for joining us. Thanks to those in the chat. We got a few people, Uncle Jazz, David Ballinger. Uh, so good to see you guys. Anyone else? Say hi if you're there. And, uh, yeah, first, let's thank our sponsors, Order Solutions, the makers of Forge CommandBox, ForgeBox, TestBox, and all your other favorite boxes out there. And we always start off this way. It's our little advertising sponsoring ourselves. But a few ways you can say thanks back to Order Solutions are run right away.
1: You can say, uh, like and subscribe our videos on YouTube, much like this one. And as we already said, there's 182 more that you can watch too. Uh, We can help Ordis reach for the stars. We can star and and fork our repos on GitHub, excuse me. Uh, You can do that with with Command Box. We have an automatic module that'll do that, the Command Box GitHub module, which will automatically go through and star your dependencies, not just for Ordis, but for everybody. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, Apple Music, or whatever it is you, you, use, you use to listen. Set up for a free or paid account on CFcast. It's releasing new content every week. Uh, we also have a Box Life, Box Life store, which has some really, uh, it, they're fun. They're they're really well done logos and, and uh, some are puns and some are good, but I mean, not some puns. Some are puns and some are just basic, uh, it's Ordis, but it's also general uh, programming stuff, not just that, so check it out. That's at the, uh, go to the website and check out the, um, the, the box live section. We also have a couple books that you can get. The 102 Cold Box HMVC Quick Tips and Tricks on Gumroad, uh, which is located at gum.co, uh, which is Gumroad, obviously, slash cold hyphen tips. Uh, and we have the Learn Modern Cold Fusion CFML in, a, in 100 Minutes. That's currently free online, but we're also moving to getting an, uh, an ebook or a paper uh, paper copy that you can get, and that's that's in the works as well.
0: Yep, so a few different ways you can say thanks back there. And they all help, you know, little things like stars or reviews all help with the, the algorithms of the respective platforms. So that's why we appreciate it so much. And it seems like we got Gary Knight in the chat and Scott Steinbeck and Charlie Earhart and Grant Copley, as well as David Bellinger and Uncle Jazz. I'm still not sure who Uncle Jazz is, but we'll go from there. So, hi. We actually mm-hmm.
1: are start- starting a new contest. If by the end of the podcast, you can guess who Uncle Jazz actually is. We'll give a shout out here on the podcast.
0: Well done. <laughs> Yep, Uh, obviously we also want to thank our Patreon supporters. It was great to see a few of them already in the chat. And for those listening at home as well. So, our first goal with our Patreon is to get enough funding to support this Modernizer Die podcast and the other variations. And we are d- currently doing that. We have 42 Patreons providing 100% of the funding. And our second goal is to try and fully fund the hosting of ForgeBox.io, which is our package management server and all the S3 costs of uh, storing and downloading lots of great goodies from ForgeBox. And we're 37% of the way there. So, that's nice. Uh, we really appreciate all of you. And we'll shout out our top patrons at the end of the show and talk about a few of the perks that you might get becoming a patron. Yep. And there's a bunch. Yep. So mm-hmm. f- let's talk about some news and announcements. What's up first? Well, the first thing we have is a a kind of important one. So
1: there's an authentication bypass vulnerability that was announced this week in Mira CMS and in the open source version of that, which is MASA CMS. Um, Right now it's a preliminary security advisory, um, but it says multiple versions of Mira and MASA contain an authentication bypass vulnerability that can allow an unauthenticated attacker to log in to as many site, or log in as many site member or system user, or log in as any site member or system user, sorry. Um, It's a prelim security advisor, being shared so that anybody can actually update and patch as needed, uh, and more technical details will be released on March 6th. But in the meantime, uh, if anyone hearing this, I would recommend upgrading to the latest fixed version. And there's more information on, on the Adobe website, um, coldfusion.adobe.com slash uh, 2023. It's, it, it's in the chat, slash 01 slash CMS. Yep.
0: Yeah. so there's some recommendations here, uh, and Brian Riley announced it. And um, one of the big things is, is if you don't do it by that date, A lot of times um, people release skit, you know, like kitties, uh, script kitties or whatever they call them to basically Mm -hmm. jump out there. And uh, so at that date and time, it usually gets a lot more dangerous. So it may not be that bad right now, but uh, watch out because it can get a lot more dangerous at that point. Um, Basically, they publish how you can use it.
1: And so like script kitties are people, right? Basically, like they run on like basically say, hey, use this script and you can break into whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, kids that have no idea what they're doing will run that because it's,
0: Fun. yeah right. that's a, the problem is is that for you to be able to figure out what to do um you know why or how to test it, your system no longer el- ineligible you got to like look at the system look at these instructions and you know check your system but once you see those instructions everybody else can do it too so that's yeah. one of those things so at least they give you that that window and so a lot of places do 30 60 90 day w- warning and they basically tell mm-hmm. the manufacturers hey get this in there fix it um but then we're going to release it and so Anyway, right. hopefully it's not the same people reporting it as the ones making the, skip, the script kitties. But yeah, <laughs> that's I've, true. I've always We're wondered about that.
1: Sides, yeah. Is there a gray hat, like you're both a white hat and a black hat at the same time? It's yeah, kind of like a gray. there is.
0: And if you listen to the Darknet Diaries, the podcast, have a lot of people who are actually really bad people that they convince to turn good, and then they go chase down the people that they used to help. It's pretty interesting, some of their stories and whatever, but they definitely talk about a lot of this type of, yeah, they'll report vulnerabilities, take the bounty, and then they'll create a script kitty and then sell it to people to basically take advantage of it. <laughs> Crazy it's stuff. Extortion. Yep, pretty anyway, much. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of why some people don't like the whole advisory thing. But it gets the uh, gets the information out. People get more secure if they act quickly. So make sure you do. True. True, true. So the State of the Union has been released. So this year, the 2023 version is out. Uh, we talked a lot about the 2022 version last year, obviously, but State of the Union is now out. So you guys can start filling that out, and I'll share my screen real quick for it because. Um, there are a lot of cool things, and we do a lot of work. Um, um, Mikella, over at Terratech, is the one that actually uh, runs it, but Brad and I have been, you know, helping with different bits and pieces. And they take feedback from the community, and so you can see there's a lot of updates to this. So they try and keep it up to date. Try to add, you know, more of the different uh, responses, and you can also write in responses too. So if there's a lot of people writing in responses for certain questions. They'll actually incorporate that next time. So um, Again, there's lots of you know pages you can go sort of go through, uh, but it talks about different things. So I got to answer before I can skip to the next page, obviously. But um, gotcha. yeah, there's eight pages. Um, mm-hmm. th- it's very fr- still pretty quick. It's all multiple choice. Bing, bing, bing. you know, It'll ask you about your Fusion development, maybe your IDE stuff, some of the plugins you're using, uh, talk about JavaScript environments and other things and where you host and all sorts of stuff like that. So it's really important for a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure Adobe and Lucy look at this and Autis looks at this for how to decide to design better tools or update tools. So it does, does mean a lot. And remember, share it with your other developer friends so they can fill it out too, because it's important we get as many as we can filling it out. Like, for example, we get about five to six hundred filling this out every year. The JavaScript version, they get about twenty eight thousand people filling it out. So the more people, the more information, you know, so mm. five hundred people is good. But if we get more people to fill it out, we can have a better representation of what the truth really is. So Yeah, you're
1: right. And the whole point about that basically is it does guide what is developed in order to make that happen. Now it's cynical to think that maybe it's just a marketing piece, but by marketing, what we mean is like we're developing open source projects that actually support the community.
0: We have to know where the community is in order to do that. So it, uh, it actually is a really very helpful tool. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we look at is engine support. You know, obviously once the Adobe drops support for things, we want to drop support for things too. But when you look in the numbers of like, I think pre- previous year, even though CF 11 had dropped off support, even two years later, it was still had like 30% of people still using it or something. So, oh, wow. you know, it makes people's decisions, uh, you know, they have to take that into consideration. That's a pretty big number to be just dropping support for people. That but, is a big number. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know what it is. Uh, I have to go watch the the video I recorded with Kelo about those numbers for last year. But mm-hmm. anyway, what's up next, Dan?
1: Cool. All right. So also coming up, speaking of Adobe, is the CF Summit East just announced. Uh, Thursday, April 6, 2023. Uh, that's a one-day event, obviously, it's from 8 to 4 at the Marriott Marquis in Washington, D.C. Uh, there's a complimentary breakfast and lunch will be provided. And basically, it's Adobe talk- talking about uh, cold fusion and what's happening and all kinds of exhibitors and everything else. It's
0: I've, I've been a couple of times. It's good. Okay, I've never been to the East one, but uh, I know that with the mm-hmm. 2023 coming out this year, you know they're going to have a lot of cool features and insights mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think that's going to be a pretty, pretty cool one. Mm-hmm. And then we all also- the oh, okay. nope, never been that nope. far. So, but yeah, really? the, yeah. So I haven't made it out oh. there for that. I've seen road shows mm-hmm. and you know a couple of other ones on the site, but not over there. The, re- sorry, the, re- the reason why I, why I said I'm surprised
1: is I went to a training one time that Brad was doing on Command Box, and for some reason I thought that I'd met you for like two seconds there. This was before I was with Ordis, before I was doing anything, but I was obviously mistaken. So,
0: well, not at that sorry. one, but okay. Just a quick reminder, too, that we do have a Cold Box developer group up on LinkedIn, and there is an Ordis developer. Uh, sorry, there's a Cold Fusion developer group on Facebook as well. Uh, and there's, you know, a couple other things. But the ColdBox developer group, you know, there's quite a few people in there. We want to just remind you that it is there. If you guys want to jump in and talk some Codebox up there on LinkedIn, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. And then the CFML Slack uh, inviter app, um, same with the Box team. Basically, once Heroku's free tier went away, um, both of the inviter apps sort of stopped. So um, CFML Slack has already set up their little redirect. Audis is working on their one right now. Um, so if you go to cfml slack.net, it'll redirect you to a Slack invite link. And the Box Team one should be there soon. It will be Box I believe. We just need to get the, the redirect set up to go to our version. So hopefully, all you guys are on the Box Team Slack already, so it's not important, but we are going to get that out there as well. But uh, yeah, so we lived off Heroku Free for a long time. Um, so we can't complain. So thanks, Heroku. But yeah, they, they got rid of well, that required. There's something in there that required a little bit more than the free tier. So no more. Gotcha.
1: Well, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. It's, it's kind of hard to complain. We've been getting so much for free. You're yeah, like, six right, years
0: okay. for free. Can't complain. <laughs> I'll take
1: it. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So going along with the whole community theme, uh, we have the chats. We have the LinkedIn group, like we just said. We have the community up in Summit East. We also have uh, the Ordis Community Forum, and we've just integrated chat into that as well. Um, the, uh, the the Community Forum recently got an update, includes a chat feature, and that is at community.ortisolutions.com. Um, I switched the order of two things to go along, along, with, along with the community, but also in case you missed it, we talked about last week. Um, this isn't so much community, but it's just kind of a general information sharing for yourself, is that Command Box uh, has a new feature where you can sync your settings um, between different uh, through your Forgebox account and your settings will basically be with you on different machines as you log into Forgebox. And this is a manual process, not, not, not automatic. Um, so if you choose to do this, you can, but basically you can sync all your settings, your, everything else up to Forgebox, go into a new machine, log in, bring them down and you're set up like you were before, which is really handy
0: yeah it's it's pretty neat when you've got some keys and everything stored in the command box settings you know if you've got exactly. some some things there you can just sync them so very cool so I'm looking around and I have like two or three computers that are just sitting there closed and
1: turned off because they've been retired, but I have stuff that's on them. It'd be really nice to be able to go back and do that,
0: yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so new releases and updates. Uh, We have a Fusion Reactor update, so 9.2.1 update released. And Charlie has a nice little blog, talked about the the main changes. A couple of bug fixes, including one where you may need to add a JVM uh, to prevent an error. Um, And he he has more information on that there, but um, I guess bugs fix the total requests, the last 60 seconds amount in the web web metrics page. I guess there's an issue with that. Um, It also fixes the snapshots no longer being sent to the cloud which is an issue and then there's an improvement. So add a property to disable CF query monitoring for the Redis cache when it's properly set to false and set true by default. So, so yeah, it looks like they've made a few changes there and got that out. And so Charlie's blog post uh, goes into a lot more detail. So definitely check that one out.
1: Including cloud backups, yeah, gotcha,
0: cool. Yeah, I think the snapshots is, um, it takes all snapshots of the request so you can actually look at the, all the information it's not you know it's, it's kind of interesting how they work there's a lot of cool features fusion React is awesome and i barely use a smidge of what it can actually do so yeah highly recommend it ditto and then what do we got next We have a reminder
1: yep uh can you miss it uh some more releases Based uh the orders release cb security 3 uh just recently Um, This is a significant release with over six months of work invested in it. They've completely revamped how the security module um, works to make Coldbox applications secure. Um, It's flexible uh, and ready for the upcoming Coldbox 7 release. So This is actually a prep for Coldbox 7 coming out, as well as fixing up stuff that was in Coldbox 6. Uh, The first major announcement, (laughs) with all the different features, everything from cross-site scripting to authentication to everything else, the first thing we need to talk about is the new logo. So that's kind of cool, I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it took a little bit of voting. We had to vote on a couple of different versions. There were a whole lot of them, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. There was another one I liked a little bit better, but you know, you can't always win, but it's still pretty cool. So again, cool. this, so blog, this, is this yeah, the blog post was released right after the podcast the other week. So this goes into a lot more detail what we're talking about um, in the change log. So a lot more detail, um, definitely worth checking out it's it's a cool little library and more and more get added to it all the time and we've got other great things planned and coming soon for it too okay so next the two uh, second thing on that oh sorry oh, but, uh, no, no you go ahead i was about to jump to the next section so
1: you do you no, so again, i was to say for those of you that don't know what cb security actually is it's a combination of authentication basic authentication cross script features cross script site uh protection uh there's a built-in firewall. there's a some firewall uh features built in security headers, there's a visualizer, so you can actually see all the different rules that you've put together. Um, and so really it's a lot of pieces that are brought together into one tool that make your site a lot um, a lot more secure. Uh, that's just kind of like the, the quick background about yep. what CB security is for our you guys.
0: Yep, new and guy. there is JWT stuff in there too, which, you know. Yes. Because there's a lot of people looking for that, that is in there as well, and mm-hmm. so, okay. Next up, webinars, meetups, and workshops. And so, a reminder: check out the Google Calendar that we have for Audis events. Uh, we'll share the link, um, and that's in the show notes as well. And remember, Audis Fridays are back in full effect. So, uh, last week, the first uh, Friday of the month, we had our Autodesk Office Hours, and that was a really good one. Um, Grant and Michael and Daniel were in there. And did you jump into that one? There was a couple of Autodesk people reason. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on there. So mm-hmm. check that one out. That is not recorded because we, you know, we want to have people open, ask questions openly. And so we're, we're not recording those so that way no one has to worry about, you know, their stuff being recorded. It's just uh, open conversation questions, you know, looking to issues or just advice. And then this mm-hmm. week we have the Software Craftsmanship Book Club, February the 10th at 2 p.m. Central. Uh, and so that's going to be the Patreon exclusive. So if you're a Patreon member, you can join us for that. We'll be putting the link in the the special Patreon Slack channel and the Patreon forum uh, up on the oldest community, so you guys can jump in there. And we're going to be covering chapter three. So looking more into the Clean Code book by Uncle Bob Robert Martin. Uh, Great book. The two previous sessions are up on CFcast, so go check those out. Even if you're not a Patreon member, you can see those. So they're pretty cool. And then February webinar is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, It's hopefully going to be February the 17th. And we're hoping that Luis will confirm because he's got an interesting calendar. So we're trying to get him to do a CB security run through, show us all the new features, all the cool stuff that's been done to CB security three. So that's the plan. Uh, We'll let you know as soon as we confirm, you know, calendars can be fun. He's a busy man, but I know he's done a lot of work on CB security three and he wants to show it off. So. That's what cool. we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I read through right. your entire section there, but that's okay. <laughs> no, nah, it's totally fine. <laughs> Along with it. So we do have a, a bunch of, so
1: mentions we've mentioned CFCast a couple of times. So if you don't know what that is, or it has a whole online library of materials from past conferences, other conferences, webinars, teaching um, sessions, all kinds of stuff that we've aggregated. A lot of it's content from us, but also from the community. CF um, CFCast, we have free and paid subscriptions. And here's some recent releases, for example, um, the forge box we have a segment here on the, on the podcast the forge box module of the week um uh which obviously is a module a, a, a cold box or a or a cold fusion general cold fusion, uh module from uh, forge box we have one new video I'm oh, sorry one new video this week um which obviously is being key up to date that's a series we also have the have the series the VS uh, code hint and trick tip and trick of the week I am not having a
0: good, you know, enunciation day today. Let's yeah, show that again. That's VS a Code
1: tip and trick of the week. Serious.
0: I know. I'm the only one that seems to say it all the time because I'm the one that wrote it. So everyone else is like, why did you do that to us? Tongue twisters. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, sure but we do have a. Yep, but we do have a lot of uh, a lot of videos coming soon. Um, we're working on Brad's Command Box series. We're hoping to get it out for this week, but uh, we're waiting for the new logo for the series and a few other things. So we're really close. So hopefully, before next week, you will have the first few videos from Brad's Command Box the Mastering Command Box series. Uh, so that'll be coming out. And we have some more Forgebox and VS Code podcast snippet videos. And then Grant is working on a series from um, CB Wire. And so here's a poll that um, we're going to share in the chat. If you guys can go and sort of tell them some of the things you're looking for. Code Box Elixir is going to be worked on by Eric. A lot of content box um, content has been requested, and so Daniel Garcia is going to be working on a series about that. And I have my boxifying third-party library, so lots of content we're on in process of. And like I said Brad stuff is about to hit the hit the screen very 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 soon. Um, we're hoping to to get that started. You may even see some you know later this week. So fingers crossed. So lots of great content again. Cfcast.com, free and paid content, and go check it out conferences and coming, training
1: sorry yeah also coming up this week uh nothing to do with order necessarily but there's the VueJS amsterdam 2023 as so we transition away from cf casts that is uh the 9th and 10th of february so it starts on thursday thursday and friday um that's in amsterdam it is the world's most special and largest view conference uh so
0: hopefully there's some um is there an, an online option do we know i don't think so it's a pretty pricey one too i'm not sure if they're going to have videos recorded after the fact or not um gotcha. but it is happening this week so if you're thinking about going you better hurry cool. but uh we also have github galaxy which apparently was former no- formerly known as github in focus but it's new again, in- is a much better name yeah, in is new and reimagined version of it. So save the date for a global enterprise event focused on improving efficiency, security, and developer productivity. So the virtual registration will be starting real soon. But the cool thing is they actually have these VIP summits, so you can join them in person at a summit near you. So they'll have certain big cities probably will have like special uh, on-site things where you can go do break ex- breakout sessions, networking, and you know sort of join all those enterprise leaders. And then they have the like the, the keynotes. And stuff from on the big screen and stuff like that. So it's kind of a cool thing. They call them like satellite conferences for some of the big conferences as well. They'll do that. So yeah, that's GitHub Galaxy. And so if you're a GitHub Galaxy like enterprise user or or power user, this could have some really good stuff for you. So uh, we should have that coming soon. Gotcha. I forgot to put the link up there. Okay, and then uh, we have Dev is coming up next, right, Dan? DevNexus. Nexus. Yep, it's coming
1: up in April, April 4th through 6th. That's in Atlanta, um at the Georgia World Congress Center. Um which is on International Boulevard. Da, 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 da. The website is
0: devnexus.com. Gavin just pasted it in there. And uh, that's a that's a fairly big conference as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's a ton of ton of tracks. I think they got 10 or 15 tracks and just so many sessions yeah. it's crazy and like i said we've had brad and uh, Luisa spoke at the last couple but this year uh the only one that we know from the oldest sort of the Audis uh cfml community is charlie earhart so he's gonna be speaking there but we've got gotcha. a, a few of the orders people um they're fighting over who gets to go um so there'll be some of them attending as well so you get to hang out with some orders people and they don't just have Java stuff, and that's what it's based around, but obviously JavaScript stuff as well, build CI, CD stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff related, Docker and everything, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you want to get a a taste of some of the Java stuff or an idea of how they do things, it's really neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brad Brad and Luis learn a lot from the ever frameworks and things and bring it back to CFML land. So pretty cool. And then next up in May, we have Vue.js Live. So May 12th and 15th, -hmm. 2023. It's going to be online and in uk so the 12th is in person in london and then on the 15th is a repeat so they do some of the sessions again they do all the online stuff and they're hoping to get ten thousand plus joining online so uh that's a pretty crazy number but VueJS is hot it's catching up on the react on react and everything else um so as you can see we got three or four conferences we listed already i think there's still one more on the list too so lots of great cool things coming so another one for you there but remember if you're going to be at the in person on the 12th they might have to catch a plane pretty quick to get back to houston right because Into the box 2023 is coming up next starts
1: right after that so uh that was uh vue.js live is done on the on the 15th so basically yeah like you said jumping a plane head to houston into the box the 10th edition the 10th year we've had this is uh from may 17th to the 19th um held held in the woodlands which is just just north of houston texas um Continuing our tr- tradition of training, offering pre-conference hands-on workshops, which will be announced one day in the near future. Um, there's a training day on the 17th, and uh, the chat is raucously cheering about this. All right, David said yay, but we'll go with raucously cheering because it sounds good.
0: Yep. Um, the call for back, speakers back did close. Stage. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. It's all you. I was going to say, yeah, the call for speakers has closed, and we are working on getting that, those uh that information out to you we had a meeting already we're having another one here pretty soon and uh i actually have a sneak peek maybe i can give you guys this if you want to tell them a little bit more about it i'm going to try and pull up the the possible um workshops we got a few of them that well, we decided on so cool all right well the link
1: to the web uh the link to the thing is into uh, the box.org uh definitely want to check it out and i know in the past we've actually done um uh different like uh surveys or twitter feeds or whatever else basically people kind of kind of kind of putting out different sessions that hey we're considering these three or four different ones and may have people vote on what they actually want to see are we doing that again this year
0: well that's that's what we're thinking about doing because we've got um five workshops that we're going to offer and we've decided on four pretty much already we might fine-tune them a little bit so these are the four we've decided on but the fifth one we've got like 10 other ones we've got to decide on figure out which the last one should be because lots of great gotcha. ideas. But we've got one of them is going to be building a REST API for the modern developer. Another mm-hmm. one will be reactive front-ends with CFML, wire, and Alpine Okay. which will be Grant going to be leading that one. wire is on fire lately. And there will mm-hmm. be a test box getting started with BDD, TDD testing, so more practical testing and actually how to get started and how to get go from started to more. And then yeah. there's going to be a full stack build, deploy, log, and monitor your web applications. That's oh, a lot that's more a of idea. the, you know, once you've got your app, how do you get it deployed? And then how do you log it and monitor it to make sure it's doing what it should be, stays performant, no issues, et cetera. So uh, that should be a pretty good one. So that is a good one. Okay. Yeah. And so then we've got a lot of other options, you know, like last year people were saying, what about the quick one? What about QB? What about, you know, other things we have, uh, you know, command box always gets, you know, can we do command box this? Can we do command box servers? um my Vue.js and like Quasar one was popular last year and then your you know your legacy code conversion was really good last year and then the asynchronous programming a lot of people see good things about that you know and there's so a lot of cool things and so let us know what you want the fifth workshop to be so a lot of four four really good ones there we'll get those in uh up on the website very soon but um yeah it's exciting And the 10th edition we are going to do some special stuff right i mean it's we're back at the same one we were last the uh, last year it was a great venue awesome food uh oh, nice weather I like that yeah so we're excited mm-hmm. we're trying to do some extra stuff too so instead of just the dinner and the mariachi band we're going to try and you know make it a little more interactive we might have some hackathons and throw some stuff in there so it's going to be fun we're going to make it super fun so you have to join us and the 10th edition it's going to be you know a really big deal so thanks everyone supporting the previous ones uh come back and support us on the 10th yeah okay should be a good job so viewconf.us another one see in new orleans they've got jazz code and view and so is uncle jazz is that because of the jazz and <laughs> the view conf, jazz? i don't know uh, but viewconf us is going to be Happening May twenty-fourth for the workshop and then May twenty-fifth and twenty-sixth. So you can have fun in Houston, then fly home, say hi to the, the family, and then fly back out to, to Florida. Or sorry, sorry, not Florida, New Orleans. The other one, the other yeah. view conference there is Florida. Go. Man, too many. But uh that looks like another fun one as well. Lots of great view stuff. And then in June, what do we got?
1: We're heading back over to back over to Europe. We have CF campus coming up. Um, And I will have the details in that one second. My entire browser, everything just froze up, including all my notes. So, CF Camp, I'm back and there we go. June 22nd and 23rd uh, at the Marriott Hotel at the Munich airport, which evidently is nowhere close to the airport, so very badly named, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the call for speakers is now open. Um, That's located at papercall.io slash CF Camp 2023. Put in the, uh, the
0: the link in the chat. I have never been, but I would imagine it's yep. a lot of fun. Yeah, Brad, mm-hmm. Brad and Luisa have been several times and a few of the other people. Mm-hmm. Jorge, obviously, it's just a, you know, a little jump over the fence for him. Uh, yep. But, yeah, so it's it's a great conference, a lot of uh, cool stuff there. Excited to have it back. And just in case you're thinking about doing an Olin and submitting like 30 topics, they do have a maximum of five. So if you're going to submit a topic for the paper, uh, paper Quarter I.O., maximum five. So think about it carefully. Which ones do you want to put in there? <laughs> all right. So, and then more conferences. If you want more, Take has a lot of great stuff uh, online and local, you know, JavaScript and all the other languages you might consider using. So it's worth checking out. Cool. Whew, a lot of conferences, man. It really is coming things. to conference season. But yeah. let's talk about blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. And what do we got up first? I think it's our favorite little bin, right? Yeah, we got a bunch. So Ben
1: actually has had some really cool stuff. I, I, never, know th- I never know. I never know. I just learned so much about even what exists by by reading Ben's Ben's blogs. So when I read this, I, I thought it was really interesting. It says, Ben the Dell rendering a local timestamp with stimulus using Hotwire and Lucy. And I had to go through and figure out what all those things were. So the quick background <laughs> is that um, Hotwire is very similar to Livewire. So the, both of them have to do with rendering HTML over the wire from, from a website. Basically, instead of picking your API and getting JSON back and having your, your front end do all the rendering and everything else, uh, Hotwire and Livewire, two different uh, JavaScript libraries that will call back, um, you can make whatever HTML you do on your server, whether it be from an HTML page or from a CFM page. Then it comes back up and it will actually render in the browser the HTML, not the JSON. That way you're actually using whatever page you want to actually create your HTML, which is great for us because we can use Cold Fusion language to actually build the sites. Now, at first I was really confused by this because I'm like, is, is Ben just recreating CB wire, but no, it actually is two different tech te- te- technologies. CB wire is based on live wire and Ben's playing around with hot wire. Uh, so just as a little background um, for that. But of course, with that comes a lot of a lot of different, you know, tech issues and stuff, everything from like how the data is, you know, you, you would normally have something that was uh, delivered as data on JSON. that you can get them process. You have to actually do all the formatting stuff back on the, on the on the browser and stuff or on the server. So he's talking through about how to use things like turbo drive um, uh, where to go turbo drive mixing with hot wire mixed with all kinds of stuff so the the blog was interesting um especially just knowing what all the different tech technologies are um we get two two from him that i'm just going to kind of lump together a little bit uh one had to do, do with timestamps um and the one had to do with basically updating views which was the background for the timestamps stamp, one and um yeah the the links are in there and they're worth uh it was a really interesting read to look, to look through it all. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and like we discussed last week, uh, Live View is the Phoenix, which is Elixir language. Phoenix is the framework. Live View came out, and then um, okay. Live Wire is the the PHP through Laravel. Uh, so that's that one. <laughs> and gotcha. then and then obviously um, the the Hot is the Ruby on Rails implementation based on Ruby, and so. Yeah, they're all slightly different and they do slightly different things, but it's kind of interesting how they have the state on the front and they send the state to the back and we get some more stuff, send it to the front, and then do all their their optimization. So it is pretty neat, it's pretty cool. And uh, you know the the funny thing is this is like just another step, you know, after view and react and now doing server-side rendering. Now we're doing more of these live wire type things. And then coming up, like Astro and Quick, the JavaScript framework, a lot of those are doing this type of thing, but they're doing like just in time template rendering from the server to the pro they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff. It's, it's getting yeah. pretty nuts. Like it's not the old JavaScript we grew up on, that's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, um, no, and that stimulus, i would never heard of that. I was reading along with Ben's stuff, hotwire and then he brings up stimulus and that's cause it doesn't do yes. everything. You need a little bit of JavaScript to do the rest. And so stimulus is something that helps. And yeah. So obviously we need to do some homework. Um, but yeah, I like the fact that Ground's doing a great job with CB wire and that's how I'm learning it because he's got it all working in ColdBox, code box, and it's really easy to use and it's pretty neat. So that is cool. One of the things I actually teach a teach a college class
1: and one of the things we usually do the first week is I just have all the all the all the the students that I have just brain dump everything they've ever heard about web tech <laughs> into one big pile. And we start separating it out. This is a model language. This is a view language. This is a JavaScript framework. This is a this is this is used for data. This is a type of type of database and stuff. We make this big chart, kind of separating all these things into what they do. And uh that's what I think was kind of cool about this. It's like, all right, live wire, hot wire kind of fit into this category, because that has to do with basically rendering this and having a box to put something in, at least to, to, to conceptualize what it does is pretty handy. It's well, half uh, the battle sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because when you started talking about Turbo and Hotwire and stuff, I was thinking like the Turbo, the Builder. There's a new Builder out there, and it's like ES Build and mm-hmm. you know Webpack and stuff called Turbo. And I was getting them confused. I'm like, how the heck does this work together? And then I'm like, oh, they're different, different names. Right. Same name, different things. So, anyway, like Java and JavaScript. Yeah, And so we also have the the blog post from Charlie about Fusion to 2.1. We kind of covered it already, so I just posted that. We're just gonna jump over. And then we have also have another one we already covered. Yep. So, I got a link Mm -hmm. for the next one, which is Luis's um, one where we basically talked about CPU security. So, we already talked about that, too. And the next one is another news announcement that you already covered as well, right? So, another reminder about the mirror CMS Mm -hmm. vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. So. So we've covered a lot of them. Uh, so we've kind of talked we've about all the blog posts. So we say something up front,
1: then we talk about it, and then we reintroduce it, and then we have say what we told you. Basically, it's really good marketing is what it is.
0: Yeah. So lots of uh, the blog posts this week were were news-related, except for Ben's play. And it, again, Ben's got all that stuff up on GitHub, so go check it out. And I like it when he does those little videos. So he's got a video on that one, so that means it's even easier to consume. And then you can dive in deeper from there. Okay, well let's move on. Because next up we have the find a job and this week on get CFML jobs we have exactly zero new jobs. There are 48 positions listed from 29 companies, uh, but no ju- no new jobs this week. Uh there are some stuff in the Slack channel though, so they have a jobs channel in Slack in the CFML Slack and the Box Team Slack. And uh last week um Brian Polikov posted he was looking for someone looking for a cold fusion developer you know, salaries in the 120 to 150 USD for open to full-time or contract. It looked like a, you know, pretty good thing, but nothing else about uh, the position. So I'm not sure if they've had anything more in there. Um, yeah. Um, I think we already mentioned the new URL, Charlie, if you missed it. uh, well, a, we did, but Charlie wanted to highlight
1: that he had a, that he had a blog post about it too. Oh,
0: did he? Oh, I missed that one. So he must have posted it after I did the stuff this morning. So Charlie shared that link, but I'll put that... In the show notes as well so everybody else can yeah. see it and cool. thanks, Charlie. thank you charlie sorry you probably posted it right before i did it yep three minutes before we started the podcast i think so right under the wire that yep. qualifies okay. yep so that's like should be the first one on our blog list so i'll put that in here and i'll add some more notes before we publish it elsewhere but uh yeah i said l box team one will be there soon the cfml Slack one is already there and working so oh man the url Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe uh, Twitter just hates me. If you did post it <laughs> yesterday, or you didn't tag sure it with one personal. of the tags, or a lot of people
1: these days.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I, I follow certain um, you know hashtags, so C F M L Confusion, and several other ones. And I have RSS feed set up, so if I miss it, I miss it. I'm sorry, but thank you, Charlie, for sharing it, and uh, good to good to get it in there. Okay, so. Again, jobs, uh, there are a few out there, but obviously there are a lot of layoffs happening right now too. So, you know, uh, if you know of anyone that is hiring, please let everyone else know, because there are a lot of people looking for that. Um, you know, so I know there's a few in the Fusion community that have lost their jobs uh, recently and, uh, it's uh, one of those things that yeah sadly we have to deal with the economy like it is and if you guys are looking for some advice on what to do to make yourself more prepared for layoffs um, the working code podcast actually did a good session on uh, what you can do to, to prepare yourself. And in the next episode, they actually talked about someone who actually was laid off. And so it's uh, some interesting information. Uh, you know, it was really nice of them to sort of share some of the vulnerabilities of that and how they're dealing with things and some really good advice, too, and some things I didn't know. And so I highly recommend checking out those Working Code podcasts. Um, so anyway, so hopefully Ooh. most of us will not have to worry about that. But for those who have, there might be some good advice there to so go check that out. Next up cool. though. Working code.dev is the website for that. I'm going to go check that out. Yep. workingcodepod.dev or working code.dev? Uh,
1: working code.dev. Okay. The Twitter means... must be working code pod is the Twitter handle. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Okay. So that the actual website for the podcast would be them. And that is uh, Adam Tuttle. It's Ben Nadell. Um, Carol Hamilton and Tim Cunningham are the four people that actually won. Went- That's funny. Actually this morning when I was looking at Ben's web, uh, Ben's blog, you know, how he has, he has different people on the top.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: just so happened that I think it was Carol Hamilton in, in the picture. So I was like, yep. ah, she looks familiar. I
0: yep. I remember her from a lot of CF conferences back at CF objective and Dev objective and those other ones. So, yeah. So they, cool. they talk about a lot of stuff, not just cold fusion stuff, but, uh, good stuff. So nice. Next up, we have our Forgebox module of the week, and you have a module that's a pretty new one. And I had to ask you a little bit about it because when I first read it, I was like, "I don't know what how to pronounce it." And then, yeah, and then the first line was a simple templating tool for Callbox apps. So I'm like, wait a minute. What type of templating? So, wait, so the name us. of it is
1: UI me. This was one of those things that was born out of like oh. a 2AM thing out a frustration. So the idea was UI as a in user interface me. And I was like, oh, that that's kind of cool. I couldn't think of the name. But so I was like, uh, the idea was I like using Bootstrap because as a developer, I have very little actually aesthetic sense. That's why I wear jeans and, well, pretty much every day. And, you know, whatever. I just, it's just one of those things I just don't want to think about. It's not really a language I speak in terms of the visual component of things. But I like I like using Bootstrap. I like things to look nice, but then I can also never remember what the classes are that I'm supposed to use when it happens. And so said, so, all right, I just need to be able to code these things once. And so what you, I, me is, it's a module that you can in- include or install um, off of Forgebox. And the idea is, instead of actually having to remember what classes I have to do, right remember to do tabs, I basically pass in a JSON object into you, I, me, into the tabs component, and what comes back is a is a tabbed, Thing. Now, what's cool about that, or what I, what I think was, um, was kind of cool about it, is that what act, that's what actually uh, I was able to create dynamic, um, dynamic renderings with that. So, for example, I could take a view from here, a view from here, render a view from here, just put it all into the JSON, and then pass that in. And in a sense, I was able to create like you know tabbed areas on the fly. I could do um, you know simple inputs and everything else. But the big thing was not having to remember what all the different classes were um yeah and uh so yeah that's what that
0: is yeah once i started i thought it was pretty dang cool so Mm -hmm. very it's very new
1: and it's open to pull requests it is definitely it is by all means not even close to the entire bootstrap library i think it has like five or six components in it so if anybody wants to help flesh it out by all means let me know
0: yeah that's that's cool like there's a lot of little things like that would make our life easier because like you say they're great components and everything but you have to remember well, they smell you have to get all the right the the nesting has to be right for everything to work and so yeah that's that's pretty exactly. neat I mean mm-hmm. yeah basically mm-hmm. I'm just thinking even like with like some CF custom tag type stuff yeah you, people do that sometimes just to make it easier but mm-hmm. cool
1: Very I try neat. to put in
0: some extra extra classes like
1: each each of the components has all the all the bootstrap classes but then I put like an extra one in there that was like the UI me tab. So if people wanted to pass in a class and kind of have their own little tweaking, cause I started thinking, all right, what would Esme do in this situation? She needed to have more design situations. So, all right. So I kind of p- put a hook in there to kind of put in some more classes or style if you weren't passing your own, but for the basics, for people like me,
0: it works. <laughs> yeah, that's a really cool idea. Uh, something new to fun to play with. And again, if someone gets something out of it and they want to add some more components, uh, pull requests are open, so. Very cool. Yeah. So neat. Next up, we have our VS Code Hint Tip and Trick of the Week, the Tongue Twister Galore. And this week, we're going to be talking about dev containers. So Visual Studio dev containers. Um, It's pretty neat. And so what it allows you to do is basically, uh, as a, extension unless you connect to a Docker container as a fully featured development environment. So even if you're not using deployments with containers or whatever else, you can basically just say, hey, I wanna spin up this app and I'm gonna use this Docker image. So I don't have to worry about all the different pieces of that tool chain that I need on my operating system. So I don't need to worry about installing all the different pieces that this project needs. I can just say, you know, put at that Docker image, and then inside of it, you basically have everything you need for that one. So, you know, you don't have to have, like, five different database servers installed on your machine. The The environment can actually have the database containers running on it, you know, so stuff like yeah. that. And there's a bunch of other little bits and pieces you may want or need. And so if I actually open up this link, I should have done that while I was talking, but I was a little I slow. You did it, didn't you? I did not you? I think I sent the link, but I didn't share it, so... Let me share my screen now for those. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was
1: amazing. I actually just did this recently. I just started not getting not so much getting into Docker, but just like actually did a Docker project, and it was amazing to me how simple it was to pull up like a Microsoft SQL database inside of a container and attach to it. I mean,
0: it was ridiculously simple. Yeah, and like you see in the little video, it's just started up. It basically starts up and c- connects to the the Rust Dev container. So you don't need to yeah. worry about all the compiling installation tools you need for Rust or anything. You basically just mm-hmm. go to the Docker file and then run it. And now it's going to run this app in Rust inside a little Docker container. It's building. There you go. It's pretty neat. So those who are listening, sorry, you can't see the visuals. But um, but yeah. But they're it's, really, really good. You're missing out. Just yeah. kidding. Sorry, <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, pretty easy to get set up to. and. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. People are starting to do this because it's a much easier way to get up and, and going. And again, you can just pull it down. And a nice little feature. And I know they've had it for a while, but they've really worked on the integration for this extension to make it even easier to to get going. So pretty cool. cool. So yeah, if, especially if you like have one of those um, pretty simple laptops, you don't want to overload it with all the software. It's a great way yeah. to do it because the container can house all the. The heavy lifting you don't have to worry about getting permission to install every other thing from your it people so yeah nope that's huge cool cool so last but not least we want to thank all of our patreon supporters for all their awesomeness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yes we do these individuals are personally supporting our open source initiatives to help ensure the great toolings like command box forge box cold box content box s box and all the other boxes that are out there uh, that keep getting continuous development that they need and funds. And they also help help fund the cloud infrastructure that our community relies on, like Forgebox for our package management with Commandbox. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash order solutions. Um, and there's lots
0: of ways to do that, such as. Yep, the Patreon site, patreon.com slash order solutions. And then when you do get a membership, because it's worth it, um, you have lots of cool perks. And remember, if you do want to pay for the year, you do save 10%. So it's always worth thinking about that. So all of our patrons get a profile badge on the community website. All the patron supporters have their own private forum access on the community website. And all patron supporters have their own private channel on the box team Slack. So those are big perks for any patron um, member. But if you have a bronze package or up, you get that Forcebox Pro account and that CF Cast subscription. So if you add the price of that up, it's almost the same as the Patreon already. So basically you're just getting you know orders goodness and you get your name on the plaque, essentially. So it's it's great, um, a lot of cool things in there. And then we also try and do other things for you where you give you some sort of exclusive access. Like we try to give you access to the live streams. Like I've done Coding with the Kiwi and Friends and the Order Software book, uh, Craftsmanship Book Club as well. So those are for Patreons only. So if you're our Patreon, you're invited to join us for those. Um, and so those are just some of the perks that we have. And obviously, the further up you get, you get discounts on IDB tickets and all sorts of different things. Um, but yeah, that's a great thing. And it's just great to be able to communicate with the different members of the, the Patreon. And we'll try and reach out to you guys and give you more you know, opportunities for... You know access or your opinions maybe we'll listen to you a little more about the workshops at itb than other people maybe so if you guys got any ideas definitely throw them our way um so not no. to dissuade anybody else from giving feedback please let us know what you want to do <laughs> for sure but yeah, yeah we definitely we definitely appreciate those patrons and it's great to see them in the real world too at uh conferences i CF summit um maybe the you know, the CF Summit East and obviously Dev Nexus and anywhere else. So it's kind of nice to, to catch up and had a great time in Vegas talking to our Patreon supporters. So very cool. Absolutely. So you want to thank our, some of our top Patreon supporters and I'll roll out with the rest of them. Yeah. Now, because
1: our, basically the, the list is getting incredibly long, we've had to pare down a little bit, so we apologize for everyone that didn't make, didn't make this list. We actually had two of our top Patreons starting off, uh, John Wilson from Sinatrix, uh, Tomorrow's
0: Guides, and Jordan Clark. Yep, and we have Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, John Carlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media, Dean Wander, Nolan Urk, and Abdul Rahim. So thank you. And many, many more. Yeah, many more. Again, we, we do have a f- quite a few on the list, and we appreciate each and every one of you, but I, we just don't have enough breath and time. Um, so we got told we our podcasts are too long sometimes. So <laughs> we had to had to draw the line. So but thank you all of you. And mm-hmm. of course you can see our up-to-date list of sponsors on our order solutions website. And the chat is gonna have the link right there. And then um whoa. Well, we kind of have homework, but I forgot to update that. So, last week, I gave yeah. homework to tell everyone to go check out the community forum and maybe play with the chat, and then Daniel mm-hmm. said he wanted to see everybody at the office hours. So, my homework for the week, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, um, as a Patreon member, so, Patreons, join us for the book club. There you go. So, if you haven't read it, uh, we're up to chapter three in the Clean Code book, and uh, yeah, we're going to be meeting on Friday friday about that i mean dan do you have any special homework you'd like to assign some people here
1: I do. I think I, I think everyone wrong should be able to, to uh look at the look, look at the the community chat on the uh on the order site and basically we're accepting nominations no one stepped up and actually guessed who Uncle Jazzy actually was. He's going by a suitor. And Personally, I think it's DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith kind of coming in as a joint thing, but you know that was may not actually be the case. But uh yeah, check out the uh the, the community chat and uh let us know what you think.
0: Yep, and mm-hmm. John Farrar sometimes has some weird names, so it might be John. I'm not sure. True, I was a competition. Oh yeah, sorry. Maybe I didn't actually like you
1: know con- you know communicate that well. So basically, yeah. the competition that like, no one knew what was happening. Uh, nobody won, no. but it. Well, we'll make it ongoing.
0: Unless <laughs> it's Adam Cameron trying to be funny, but I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know, I can, but I, can see I it. guess it's a mystery. So everyone have fun, figure that out, and yeah. uh, we'll catch you next week. And there's
1: uncle jazz that wasn't into dixie. That's very it's a very complicated multifaceted person here.
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll have to give him credit. So, okay, well thanks everybody. You have a great week and we'll catch you next week. And remember book club on Friday for patrons. If you're not a patron, sign up or go watch the last couple on SeeFcast. Bye everybody. Sounds good. Thanks guys. Have a good week. You too. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.